Welcome to episode three of the Marketing to Win podcast. I'm Michael Roberts, and today we're going to talk with Talmage Egan. I have a great conversation with him. He is the demand gen manager over at OC Tanner that has employee rewards programs and stuff like that. And he had some fascinating case studies around SEO and content and understanding you know, what can really happen if you don't get fancy and you focus on the basics and put in the work over time uh, to get the results you're looking for. So listen to this episode. You'll find a lot of good stuff out of it and hope you enjoy. I mean, you have shorter hair than I thought you'd have. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a haircut not too long ago. It was getting a little long there. So and I can't, I cannot deal with like, I have pretty thick hair. So like when it gets long, like it just kind of like bushes. Dude, I'm the same way. It's fluff ball. Yeah. 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 So just like bushes in this, but not like a cool, in like a cool way. It's just like a really ugly moppish way. And so Dude, I, 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 I seriously, we have the same hair. I, I always ask the sports clips uh, hairstylist to use the thinners. The oh, yeah. they have thinning shears that can like, yeah, like, so it's, ask them to do that. That really helps out. Okay. So this is, this is what I'm thinking. Let's have you set the stage and just briefly talk about who you are and who you work for and your role there. And then, um, let me go back background at all as well. Yeah, you can do that. And then, uh, and then talk about, you know, as far as when you get into who you work for, like who you sell to and what you sell just so that there's the context of, you know, who your, who your ideal customer is and who you're trying to, you know, target. And then you can jump straight into like the cut case study and what you and your team did. And then I'm thinking I'll probably interrupt you as we go along because I'll have yeah. a bunch of questions and uh, we'll just, we'll just kind of, I'll try to give little uh, spots for you to jump in. So, okay. So take it away. Tell us a little bit, let's set the stage for us. Sure. Sure. So, Uh, My name is Talmadge Egan. Um, I am the demand generation manager at OC Tanner. Um, We we are a B2B organization. We we sell service awards and employee recognition uh, to uh, HR is is our buyer persona. So the um, HR professionals will come to us to look for a way to keep their employees happy, to keep them engaged, to keep their, to reduce uh, uh, attrition and, and, and retain their employees. And so we, we make really cool custom uh, awards that they have when they're there for five years, they get um, a cool uh, symbol to put on their desk, but there's also uh, a day-to-day peer-to-peer recognition that, if you, if you help me on a project, I send you 50 points and you can go cash in a gift card for $50. Um, it's, a, it's a fun uh, industry to be in. Uh, you feel like you're making uh, the workplace a better place to, to be. Um, it, uh, but my, my background, I come from, I've been, at a, I've been at an agency. I've been in-house a couple times with some smaller companies. Um, I really found a, a love for SEO early on. Um, and so that's always kind of been, it's been something I've had to purposely get away from because I know that I tend to always go back to SEO because it's what I cut my teeth on. It's what I originally really uh, loved. Um, things got really serious in SEO for me when, um, I, I managed a fortune 500 client 
um, at, at my agency. It was a Avis budget. So the Avis car rental, budget truck rental. Um, they had thousands of locations. Uh, it was a, a huge contract. We had to travel back every, we had to travel back to the East Coast every, uh, every quarter to give uh, quarterly business reviews. That just where it, it just forced the rubber to meet the road. And I had to prove so strongly the value of what we were doing from an SEO perspective. Because sometimes SEO can be viewed as a black box, as a, as a, you know, what's the, what's the magic potion? What's the formula? Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of metrics that you can push out that are like, yeah, I'm really doing good work, but you might actually not, right? Like there's kind of some yeah, vanity metrics you can hide behind. Absolutely. Yeah, so we had to prove, we had to prove revenue. So that, that, that really helped, and that helped me uh, get to where I am now with, uh, with OC Tanner. Um, we are about uh, $500 million in annual revenue, um, and uh, we are, uh, we're growing. Nice. Okay, so uh, your uh, the work that you were doing as far as um, I think the case that you mentioned was around like SEO and search, right? So let's yeah. let's jump into that. What 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 kind of what how did you figure out there was like a big gap, right? So that I think what how did you figure out like there was work that really needed to be done, maybe in this specific case. Sure. So one of the first things I did when I started OC Tanner, um, I did a site audit uh, where I look at there's and there's there are tons of templates for site audits. Um, and uh, when you do it, when you've done enough of them, you, you know what to look for. Um, but I did a site audit to see how what how much traffic are we getting? What kind of search? What kind of uh, keyword rankings do we have? What's our site speed like? Um, what web pages get the most traffic, et cetera? Um, and then I looked at a lot of competitors to see uh, what kind of traffic they're getting. And I identified SEO as a low-hanging fruit opportunity because we, we had just gone through a site migration where we had we'd done a facelift on the site, we reskinned it, uh, uh, um, sunsetted a lot of content. And that really, that hurt our traffic. But, um, and I came in after that. So I wish I was there during the migration because I, I, I felt like I could have mitigated some of that. But was the um, sunsetting like a deliberate choice of those that were like switching the site over like that was, or was that just kind of like a happenstance? Oh, we forgot about that content. It was deliberate. Yeah. We, we sunsetted the blog. A lot of it was kind of old content. Some of it was guest blog posts and they wanted to kind of hit a reset button a little bit on the brand and have oh. a little bit more control over what was being, uh, what was out there on our website, which, which made a lot of sense. And a lot of the, honestly, looking at what we had lost, we didn't lose much of relevant stuff. It was a lot of, a lot of irrelevant traffic we were getting. Um, but after, after I identified, okay, this is, we're not getting a lot, we're not getting a ton of traffic for SEO right now from the organic. Um, went through and uh, met with stakeholders and understood, understood if we could rank for you know, three keywords, what would they be? Um, things like employee recognition software, employee recognition programs, service awards, things that we have done for 90 years that uh, we didn't rank for. And so identified those as our, as our focus terms. I identified over a thousand terms that these are relevant terms that we can make content for, but I narrowed those down to a few that I was really gonna go hard after. Um, and so first I started with- um, And do you, do you have like a team under you? Like how many people do you have working with you on that? Yeah, yeah so uh, I have, uh, I have a digital marketing specialist. I have uh, 
marketing automation specialists, designers. Um, so we have, we have a good team. This was, this was when I started though, two years ago, I didn't have any of that. So now <laughs> things yeah. have changed. I have a stronger team now, but uh, then this was, this was me and the creative team really working together. Um, we had a lot of good things going for us on our website as well. You know, it wasn't all bad. Um, we are, we're, our website's over 20 years old. Um, and if you know SEO, you know that means we have authority. We have, uh, we have strong uh, historical backlinks. Um, so we had, we had good things. We just needed to really focus it and direct it in the right way. So first thing I started with is get baselines, right? We need, if I'm going to prove, if I'm going to make a big effort, I want to be able to prove that we have, uh, that we've made an impact. Um, I, I decided to use Google Search Console as my source of truth. Um, in addition with Google Analytics, but Google Search Console is great because you can see the keywords that are actually driving the traffic. Um, and we, I wanted to know, are we, getting the, are we getting relevant traffic? I don't care about quantity. I want quality to begin with. And um, I did a, I used, um, I used, uh, what's it called? Uh, Google Data Studio. Um, awesome reporting tool, Google, stated, Google Data Studio. Um, and that can pull in uh, Google Search Console information and I, can, I segmented the keywords. So I wanted to see how much branded traffic are we getting? When people type in an OC Tanner, how much non-branded? And that was really enlightening because when I, when, I, <laughs> when I looked at that, we were getting about 5,000, uh, well, it, it ratios. We were getting uh, like five times more branded traffic than we were non-branded. Um, we, were, we were really low on our non-branded search. And did you have like a ratio that you were thinking of that would be like a better hit for you? Like what, what, what's your ideal? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would have from working on a lot of different brands, you know, I worked on the work front Domo. Um, uh, I would have expected a lot more non-branded typically non-branded should weigh, weigh out weigh the branded search, unless you're Nike, maybe, you know, yeah. <laughs> then maybe, then maybe you're getting uh, way more branded. Um, so, so that was, that was a, a big tell for me to where, where I needed to focus. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was a five to one ratio for every one non-branded traffic we were getting, we were getting five people typing in custom, OC Tanner customer service. Um, yeah, so, so essentially like as a baseline target, almost you're talking about at least to get it even, you'd have to four X yeah. your, your non-branded traffic to even get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. So, and again, we had some good things going for us. So I felt confident that if we gave Google the right stuff, we would be okay. So um, started by hiring an agency as well to help me because I was running on a small team then. Um, hired an agency, uh, uh, Big Leap, um, their local um, agency here to help me. Um, use them to create content and most importantly, backlinks. Um, Backlinks, there's a lot of ways to do it. And there's, there's black hat ways and white hat ways. Uh, if you want to get in trouble, you'll do the black hat ways. If you want to, if you want to do things right, you go the white hat ways. Um, and Big Leap has a, a very uh, good backlinking, backlinking practice. Um, very white hat. It's, it's more, I view it almost as just a promotion. They, they're going to promote your content and they're going to get um, third-party websites to mention it. So did you feel like you already had the content to win on the non-branded space? You just had to like get the credibility from the stuff like links? 
Um, not quite. So the, the, our creative team was very strong. They're good writers. Um, they know their research. We have a, what's, again, this is an SEO's dream. We have a whole research team that's pumping out uh, original uh, statistics and they're doing studies. Um, so we, we had all, we had awesome content, but again, it wasn't similar to our website where we had all this authority. It just wasn't focused in the right direction. So I met with the creative team and, and pulled back the curtain a little bit on what, um, what's important for SEO. Like, look, if we want to rank for employee recognition, we at least have to say employee recognition a couple times on the page. You know, I pulled up our, our, our main employee recognition web page and, you know, we, we didn't say employee recognition one time. We said it in a lot of other creative ways, but we didn't say the actual keyword that we need to do. So some of it was very simple. Um, and then I would go to a competitor website and be like, look, they're saying it 27 times. I'm not, I'm not condoning uh, keyword stuffing here, but we do need to use the keyword that we want to rank for. So that was, that was a learning process for them. Um, uh, showed them our process. I started providing them briefs. So I'd provide them with a brief that would tell them, here's our keyword. Here's our related keywords that we want to go for because Google needs related keywords. Just like um, a great example is a, a wedding band. If you're typing in wedding band on Google, um, you could get a, a band that plays at weddings, plays music, or you could get the wedding band that goes on your finger. Yep. Uh, Google's a machine. Um, it's going to use related keywords to understand your context. So if you're if you're if you have gold diamonds in your search, you're probably looking for a wedding band that goes on your finger. If you have music, bass, drums, you're looking for a wedding band. So there's a way you can game the system a little bit by that by looking at what what are those related terms. And uh, a lot of tools will give you this. I use SEM Rush. There's a great tool called uh, Write.com, R uh, R Y T E, dot com. Um, proof terms. People call them proof terms. Related keywords. Uh, semantically related keywords. Um, those are those are a big deal. Um, I'd also provide them in this brief um, commonly asked questions, FAQs. Uh, Google's big on those answer boxes. You know, when you type in a question and there's a big answer box at the top of Google, uh, a knowledge box with a paragraph and a big image. Yep. Um, we, want, we wanted to capture those. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then then we go for a target length. Look. The 10 articles that are ranking in the top 10 for this, they're all a thousand plus word count. We need to hit that or exceed that. Um, so once the writers had that information, um, I let them go and we started, we started creating these comprehensive long form articles. Um, I'd get them over to our agency. They'd help promote them. We'd use our own. We write on Forbes every month. I used our own, uh, our own, their, their backlinking augmented our own. I used a lot of our own resources to get, backlinks going um, definitely did some several technical SEO fixes. We weren't doing a lot of internal linking. When you publish a new article, a new, a new uh, blog post, you're going to want to look through your site and see where, how many places can I link to this from our own website? Um, a good ratio is uh, you go five external links and 10 internal links. That, that was always kind of what I lived by. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, Exactly. It's not the end all be all, but it's a good framework <laughs> to start. Yeah. You can at least get that. You know, your, you know, your, your contents can be found by Google. Yeah. Um, but then we saw some crazy, we saw some really good uh, results after a year. Um, took a year. I mean, it takes time. It takes time to get this content up. It takes months to get it to rank, to get the backlinks. Um, 
but now I'm two years in and we have flipped that ratio um, uh, big time for our non-branded searches. We're getting now almost three times the traffic um, non-branded than we are getting branded. So we switched it three to one, took, took a lot of time, took a lot of focus on what we, uh, what we, uh, what we targeted, a lot of content, uh, a lot of small pieces as well. We did a lot of comprehensive ones, but we, we also kind of tried to do the, this hub and spoke model where yep. you'd have a big, you know, you have your big pillar piece, but then you have or your big uh, um, main piece. Then you have these pillars that support it. Um, and it, yeah, it's been great. We've, we're, we're receiving record traffic, higher traffic than our website has ever received in the history of our 90 year uh, company. And uh, most of that can be attributed to what we've done for organic search. Yeah. That's awesome. One of the things that really stood out to me as you went through that process was um, that you had a research team that essentially fed you the content that you needed to build that, right? Like I, I think yeah. um, in some of the work that, so when I was working at Franklin Covey, we were on like the edu education side of the house. And so we were selling to schools and uh, one of the, t we, we, we had a blog that we'd feed once a week, but the problem was getting, it was one thing for like, as a marketer or someone on the marketing team to write a piece of marketing content for educators. And it was something totally different from getting like an educator to write the piece. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we can massage it to do like what you said to, to make it more, you know, SEO friendly and, and helpful and and then put that out like uh <clears throat> and i think that's one of the things that uh i think a lot of marketers might run into at uh it probably happens a lot in the SaaS space um quite honestly like we a lot of marketers we don't have expertise in like the businesses that we're selling right for sure so, so getting content from people that do and then you can manipulate it to do what you need to do um Honestly, that it's, it was a big reason I took the job. When I heard that there was, you know, they had SEO problems, but they had an in-house research team creating original statistics and content doing re and doing surveys, because um, that's, that's gold. Because you, you want that quality content that actually is providing value. Because there's a lot of fluff out there. You know, I think there's some, you know, there's billions of new blog posts published every day or month or something like that. Um, no, you make a good point that that quality that quality was a big, big thing for us. And, and cause Google also looks at things like dwell time, right? How long are people spending on the page? And if they're actually consuming the content, it's going to give us a bump. Um, and that, that definitely contributed to the success, if not a leading factor in it. Yeah. How much content do you get from that research team? Like, like how often, like, and yeah. how do they get it to you? Like what, what sort of stuff do you get from them? Uh, so they do a, they do a yearly um, global culture report which is their, it's their, uh, it's their main uh, uh, project of distinction for the year. They focus on this, it's a 200 page or more report on, um, they, they survey 20 to 30,000 employees across the globe, how they're, how they are, um, how they're doing in the workplace. You know, are they burnt out? Um, are they feeling the opportunity they need? Uh, what are the trends? So they provide this awesome research and then we just, delve into it. We, we break it out into smaller hit pieces. We, we relate that to, 
um, our products. Um, so that's their main, that's, I mean, they do, they do some monthly ones as well. Um, but the, the big yearly one is what we, once they deliver it, we break into it all year until the next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, 200 pages, you could take that and like, yeah. <laughs> that's a ton of content. And there's, and, and there's a lot of stats that don't make it into the report that we also can leverage. So it's a, yeah, I can't, it's it's benefit of working for a really big company. So I feel bad. I know that uh, I've been in the small business as a lot of small companies as well. And I've, I know that I'm spoiled with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The research is huge. Um, all right. Is there anything that like looking back, it seems pretty successful, but like if there was one thing you could have added to the mix um, as you went along, is there anything that you'd add? Yeah. You know, the hardest, the hardest part um, that I never really was able to solve the way I'd like to um, is uh, the technical fixes on the website. And I think that's a, that's a, a problem that a lot of SEOs will face is we need our, our site speed is just still terrible. And I know we'd have so many more content pieces ranking if our page with our website would just load a little faster. Right. Um, and our web marketing manager understands mm -hmm. that, you know, they, they, they have, they're dealing with their budgets and they're trying to, they're trying to meet the needs of a lot of people. So um, we did, we worked on our, you know, there's some, there's some easy fixes like the site map um, that wasn't being leveraged properly. Uh, yeah. Internal links. Um, some on-page SEO like meta metadata that needs to be updated, but the big ones are how do how do we get our website our user experience really awesome and mm -hmm. and, uh, and loading quickly loading quickly is, is that's the one that always comes to mind because that one is just so hard to do. So yeah. that's one looking back on. Um, I'd also maybe put a warning out there to be careful what you publish because um, we had one piece that started getting. You know, I, I thought it was going to be like, okay, this is a, this is a cute piece. It's going to, it's going to get, you know, 500, a thousand hits a, a month, but it ended up getting way more than that. <laughs> and, and it was like, oh, like well, this, this maybe wasn't the piece that I wanted to be our, like our Hallmark piece, the, our flagship piece that everybody's going to see as our brand. And yeah. so um, make sure everything goes through the, the proper channels and uh, uh, is on brand. Yeah. Um, but I, I went through and again, in Google search console, this is awesome. Uh, I segmented all of our keyword buckets. So like recognition, service awards, culture, and you can trend those out how, how you're getting. So it's not just one particular keyword like employee recognition programs, because that has a set search volume. Um, it's looking for all the different long tail terms that they were typing in and you can trend that and see how are we really doing. Um, it's my favorite dashboard. I'm very yeah. proud of it. <laughs> Yeah, it really seems too like as you talk through like the use case, some of the um, whether it's like SEO content, social uh, networking, email automation, like sticking, like having the discipline to stick to like basic stuff differentiates a lot of people. And then like you know, you'll get those one-off pieces that just like soar, whether I guess you really want them to soar as much as you yeah. do or not, but like <laughs> sticking to the process is a big differentiator because it, I think people give up on the process really quick. And then that's mm -hmm. what, you know, innovative things happen. You know, you're talking about this, this is a case study of like two plus years. It's not like some campaign that you just threw together in like a three week period and it just took off. It's like a big, it's a big yeah, it, long -term it, effort. 
it's funny to think about it when looking back, you know, every piece that was published early on, I'd watch it so closely every day. I was seeing like, is it moving up the ranks? Like, are we, yeah. are we go, are we doing the right thing? Um, but now it's much more, I check it, you know, I check it quarterly. I check it monthly to see, you know, where, how are, how are we looking? Cause it's where, uh, the, the, the algorithm's correct. You know, we're doing, we're working, we're, we're doing what we need to do and the engine's moving. Everybody is uh, on the same page. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think that there's a lot of awesome lessons to take out of that. So, um, I think the big ones for me is it helps a ton to have, you know, experts feeding you content that you can, you know, deliver in a digestible way. Um, uh, sticking to like just a, a process that works. I think, I think the innovation comes in through the patience in that, as opposed to trying to get, you know, quick wins. Um, and I think there's a lot that I think, especially in a, in a world as fast as we want to live, I think those are some good lessons to take to, to, to actually drive, you know, revenue. So For sure. one, one thing I'd add there that I think is a big secret to the success is get that, get buy-in, get people to understand and, uh, and uh, get on the same page. I met before I really started implementing a lot of things I did, I, I did a, uh, PowerPoint presentations with the creative team, with the, with the leadership team, showing them how well our competitors are doing versus us. You know, it, it really, it, it gives you the, uh, it gives you the momentum to get done when you need to um, and pull back the curtain, you know, make it, make it not uh, this secret process, show them what needs to be done and explain it in a way that, because uh, SEO has some, has some, uh, has some, uh, stigmas with it that keyword stuffing and we don't we want to create content that's good we don't want to just push out fluff yeah and um, we had to we had to bridge that a little bit and say look google wants good content it only it, it it's going to promote good content so we need to create the best content out there but we got to do it within these boundaries a little bit we need to use the keywords we need to we need to use we need to do the right length we need to play the game a little bit um and once we once we married those things together yeah it, it was a recipe for success but yeah, getting the buy-in was, um, if I wouldn't have done that, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gone anywhere. Yeah, that, that's interesting because that was one of the things we struggled with actually in my last job was certainly getting buy-in. So um, uh, doing a, that, I think that could probably be a case study in of itself. I might hit you up and, sure, yeah. <laughs> in a few weeks and maybe we'll talk through that, just that specific yeah. bit because I think that's uh, – I think that's something that maybe a lot of marketers struggle with is presenting information in the correct way to management groups that either help, you know, help them get the budget that they need to pursue the tactics that'll work or, or even tackle it in the first place. For uh, sure. So. Some of the, some of the research I showed them, I actually sent that over to you. Um, this, this got them on the, on the board, on, on the boat quick. Uh, I shared the stat that 70 percent, 71% of buyers said they conducted anonymous research during the first three months. These are B2B buyers. 71% are anonymously, anonymously researching their topic. And I showed them, look, if they're looking for employee recognition, we're not showing up right now. And they're, they're doing this for three months, getting their short list of who they want to go to RFP with. And if we're not there, they're never going to find us. We're never even going to know they didn't find us because we're never going to hear about them. Um, another one is on average, B2B researchers do 12 searches prior to engaging on a specific brand site. That's from, I think, with Google. Thought that was, thought, thought that was a, 
and, and I thought about my own researching habits. It's true. You do a lot of, when you're looking at a new space, and you're trying to understand what exactly, what software you need, what solution you need. You're doing a lot of searches. And if you see the same brand showing up in a couple of those places, you get a sense for who you need to go with. Um, and uh, the final stat was that 61% of B2B buyers, the overwhelming majority, started their buying process with a web search. They just get in Google and they search it. Um, that those stats really helped me. And then, I mean, it took, it took me a day to put those together, you know, so I, I think, uh, that could, that can be helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. It, the power of brand, it, it, it seems like plus when fluff, when you, when you are first talking about it, especially with management, but man, it can cut through so much of the noise mm -hmm. and, and it's like such a huge part of the buying process is just establishing that awareness and trust. So awesome. Absolutely. Um, Cool. Well, I appreciate your time, man. It's been a really good conversation. I think there's a lot to learn. Hopefully people have enjoyed it.